Trust me, I know what I'm doing. Hello and welcome to 60MW. I'm Chris and I'm joined by my partner in crime or my partner fighting crime, maybe, depending on this particular this TV show that we are talking about. But it is the lovely Mr. Adam Parry. Hello. Hey, up your kid. <laughs> Definitely partner in crime then, I guess, yes. based on that intro. How are you? Very well. How are you? Yes, not too bad. I'm glad to be back. Um, we seem to be talking quite regularly of late, don't we? I know. It's like we're lovers, but it's... not. <laughs> uh, pretty much every week at the moment, because we yeah. seem to be doing um, a spotlight reflection movie show uh, recording. And then we're doing the uh, the spotlight TV uh, show as well, which is at the moment all talking all about Sledgehammer. Uh, so, yeah, we, we do seem to be spending quite a lot of time chatting with each other, which is awesome. I love it. Yeah. It's all good. I'm enjoying it. If I wouldn't, so fuck it. Stop the whole thing. Start again. No, if I wasn't, I would. If I'm I not starting again now. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Professionalism. Yes, I know. All right. Well, let's see. I had to balls it up, didn't I? Because I said, you know, oh, we'll be getting good at this now because we're talking every week and yeah. we still can't manage it properly. But still, there yeah. you go. Um, but no, it is good. Um, uh, you know, I, I've said it privately and say it publicly i guess uh i really enjoy doing these shows you know i think for the nostalgia factor and for the, the you know when we introduce each other to new stuff um i suppose you know with some of the, the movies we've talked about i haven't seen the ones that you've picked and the ones that you haven't seen um and it's always great when you actually enjoy them as well because yeah. you, you know um so it, it just gives you a nice feeling and uh, they're always good fun um and as of uh, recording uh, on the 22nd of october um our karate kid part three episode has just been released on the website um so that's cool i'm looking forward to listening back to that because we had a good laugh chatting yeah, about I, I i have started and I, I i'm quite enjoying it so far marvellous um well anyway um so that just gives you a little bit of an insight into what we're doing so if you haven't listened to any of the spotlight reflection movie shows then um go to 60mw.co.uk and see what we've done so far that uh there's a whole host of movies i think 13 or 14 now we've done um yeah. we're cool. right on a roll now yeah uh however this is a i suppose semi-new we've been doing it for for four episodes now this is the fourth episode of the spotlight tv show um do you want to just tell people a little bit about i think i've pretty much told people but you go for it tell them about what <laughs> what why you just said we... you just said do you want to tell people yeah tell them what, what, tell, what, them what them? tell them what's in your heart right now adam what's in my heart <laughs> blackness <laughs> uh sorry no um why are we why are we doing this what what's the point what's what how this was your idea so just for people who haven't heard us before what what's it all about well basically it's the same thing as the spotlight reflection on films apart from we watching a television show um which you chose for our current season if you want or run which is on the sledgehammer and i'm losing my voice bear with me and the idea is that uh we will watch an episode have a chat about it uh the little the little perk on the tv side of things is that we're going to give them a minimum of was it two or three episodes three three minimum of three episodes and then the person who didn't originally choose it gets to decide whether we carry on to the next episode or we wipe that slate clean and start a new show yes and as of yet we are still within the world of sledgehammer so i have been a gracious human being and let us carry on with this since i have all the power unless yes. you play your wild turkey card <laughs> yeah expertly done expertly yes yeah, so um the i suppose the only um little caveat to that is that if you at the end of this particular episode say i've had enough of sledgehammer i want to move on to something else i could turn around and say no i'm going to play my wild card i want to give it one more chance and i think the reason why i introduced that was because um if we pick a tv show it might not click for you but if if i know that there's a there's a good episode coming up that will might keep you going um then that's kind of the reason behind that mm. uh and also you know i might be enjoying it you might not be so but it's just to pro prolong your 
you know, misery <laughs> a little bit, I guess. Yeah, uh, well, there is that thing as well. I mean, we, we, if we're watching shows from the first episode, and it, I know we've said three episodes minimum, but it can take a little longer than that for something to get into the flow of things anyway. So yeah. we yeah, might definitely. both at some point just think, oh, do you know what, this is just bollocks. Let's, let's try something else. But yeah, yeah. Try, try and make it as fair as possible. Yeah, so, but um, with Sledgehammer, there were two seasons, um, it, 41 episodes in total. Um, so, you know, this is our fourth episode. So we are getting through them. And I think generally we've been enjoying them. Uh, you know, you've never watched it before. So I think yeah. your impressions are that although you initially thought it was a serious cop oh, drama. You're never going to let that go, are you? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> never. No, I'm, I'm well, gonna... it's called Sledgehammer. You know, it's not called Police Clown, is it? Or Barry Mc gun gun or anything it's you know sledgehammer sounds like it could be a legitimate 80s cop drama well so does police squad you know that could be a drama police squad's a little bit too literal to be taken seriously okay fair enough um like if there's a show called policeman i wouldn't necessarily expect it to be a serious show Well, no, I am not definitely not going to drop that. You know, even if we're not watching Sledgehammer anymore, I'm still probably going to, you know, throw it in every episode because it's funny. Um, but yes, because remember, I get next choice, and I could just make it miserable for three weeks. Oh, but then that could be fun as well. So I know there is that. Depends what you pick. But yeah, Sledgehammer <laughs> ran for a couple of years from 1986 to 1988. And it was one of those TV shows that um, didn't come out till a bit later on. And I think it was 1988. We started to get the first series. So a couple of years after it came out in America. Um, that it was on late night on ITV Central, as it is, because I live in the Midlands, uh, the middle of um, the UK. And uh, so it would be one of those late night TV shows I happen to catch i'm not sure how why i was um always a bit of a night owl you know and i still am to a certain degree although i suppose i'm a bit more of an older fucker now so i do like yeah. my sleep Babe station wasn't around either at the time <laughs> no uh although uh the 10 minute preview of the adult <laughs> channel <laughs> always came in handy uh pun intended definitely um you know before they scrambled things uh, were you, sorry were you of the age or were you of the age i mean did you ever have what was it was it called um Oh, what was it called? There was like a like a box, like a one TV box or something, or on on digital. Right. Okay. Did you ever have an on digital box and a dodgy card? No, we had um, a Sky. It was BSB or B Sky B um, yeah. back then. So, but when Sledgehammer came out, this was pre sort of satellite tit television. But yeah. then shortly afterwards, I think probably into the um, late eighties, early nineties. Um, probably even 1990 I reckon uh, that we had a, a sky box as it was and we, we heard stories of dodgy cards you know so you could access all sorts of different things you know and shows but I think the highlight of that particular uh, box and having sky was the ability to watch German porn channels on a Friday night um, <laughs> Because, you know, during the week, they I think it was like RTL or there'd be different. I, I can't remember all, all the ones, but you don't get it now so much. But like back then, it was like the Wild West. You know, you you were just going from four channels to then 100, you know, in different languages. And you'd always find on a Friday night, there'd be some kind of weird and wacky game show. Uh, from Germany that would inevitably end up with somebody getting their tits out. Um, and then also they would have, they would show like soft core or well, hardcore porn, but they've, they'd cut it, you know, they cut, cut all the, the penetration and stuff out, but it didn't stop you from watching it and getting your rocks off and all, you know, particularly as a kid, it was amazing. Yeah, um, you spent many hours watching Spunken master. Eigen fist. Yes. Uh, you know, and it, and it was great, um, particularly, uh, you know, the, the hairy Germans uh, and <laughs> women. <laughs> but the, uh, the later, in, I suppose, uh, probably 91, 92, um, I, my, my dad set it up so that I had a skybox in my bedroom. All, all, it wasn't necessarily the skybox well, as such. No, so let, let me sort of, you know, go back a little bit. It wasn't a skybox as such. Was it, was it the box that the skybox came in? It was literally the cardboard <laughs> skybox. Yeah, kind of. They, um, he connected it up the aerial so <laughs> that what was 
watched downstairs was available upstairs and right. he did it in his own bedroom or you know in my mum and dad's bedroom as well as my bedroom so that's fucking risky isn't it well see this is the thing right so so i went uh one evening well i said probably about 12 or 13 um i put a film on downstairs on the skybox to watch upstairs in my bedroom this is a very convoluted story but go with it anyway come sort of like you know midnight i was happily watching whatever film it was probably stone cold or something like that and then guess what happens it flicks onto television x (laughs) 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 so so i'm sat there thinking what the fucking hell um but then at the same time this is pretty awesome uh, but then it clicked obviously my dad had mm. changed the channels <laughs> and <laughs> now i found many a porno mag of my dad's when i was a kid you know what i mean so it wasn't i suppose unusual to this wasn't my first sort of experience of you know thinking no, but you don't want to be aware that he's probably having a tug he's probably knocking one out right at the same time <laughs> yeah. i was <laughs> That is quite disturbing, actually, when you think about it. Oh, Uh, oh, two generations of jellyman semen (laughs) at the same time. Well, you know, I might as well, mightn't I, you know, so. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But then it also worked out in uh, a different way, because I remember when my my mate came round to the house. Um, This is after this event or whatever, and we were watching uh, a film downstairs. And but we wanted really wanted to watch the German porn channels on a Friday night. But I was always aware in the back of my mind that if I change the channel, if my dad or my mom has got the TV on in their bedroom uh, and, you know, selected to whatever channel it was to, for the skybox, that they could actually be watching um, German porn at the same time that we yeah. were. I don't think they ever did, but then I never know. You know, you know they never said anything. So, anyway, what, no, no, you might have timed it quite really well. Like they might be thinking, "Ooh, should we get it on? Should we get it on?" The telly's on playing. I don't know whatever else was on, and they're umming and ahhing whether to get down to it. And you're downstairs. You flick the channel. You know, up comes you know, Captain Big Fist upstairs. You start it off. You could have set the mood. Maybe. Well, as I seem to remember, I, I don't know why exactly, but we were actually watching The Exorcist Part 3 uh, downstairs. So not probably quite as erotic, the, really, is it? Not really. Probably had the opposite effect. But, yeah, well, you never know. It's one of those things, isn't it, that, um, you know, when you're a kid and you think, oh, you know, when you're, you're young and you're, you're experiencing things like going out with girls or whatever and sexual things and you're thinking, oh, you know, my parents are old and stuffy. Well, they were kids as well at w- once, and I'm sure they got up to the same things, if not worse. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, why did we go down this route? I don't know. We we've taken quite the alleyway from think, the main road. Yeah, and I think that's part of the other reason why I like doing this is because this, well, this <laughs> under spotlight movies is because we inevitably they bring up memories of our childhood because that's kind of the point, isn't it? You know, it's yeah. uh, that's I why mean, we the, do the other reason. For the TV show, what is we thought oh, these would be nice short podcasts, but we still just you know, wander off in these random directions. Yeah, so the good. the the show itself, Sledgehammer, um, they're all available on YouTube, by the way. They last for about twenty two to twenty three minutes. Um, you know, so they would have been like thirty minute shows in yeah. when you add the adverts and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, they're about twenty two to twenty three minutes long, generally speaking. Um, so, yeah, we, we said to each other, oh, if we have a, t- a short TV show, we can record in like half an hour and it's done. Uh, but I think the last episode uh, was about an hour and 12 minutes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it never works. But we never time ourselves. So there you go. And uh, anyway, I've been, we've been talking now for probably about a good 10 minutes about um, <laughs> me wanking at the same time as my dad. So... <laughs> Well, there you go. Um, anyway, it's uh, always a treat to see what comes out of these uh, these shows. Uh, right, right. So, uh, if you haven't listened to the previous shows, and if I, I would heartily recommend that people go and watch Sledgehammer, um, we did have a lot of listener correspondence. We don't ask for it anymore, but the first episode, the pilot episode, if you want to call it that, we did initially ask, you know, have you got any memories of Sledgehammer? And we did get quite a lot of people comment that they yeah. have. There's a lot of love. I don't think anybody came back and said, yeah, it was a bit shit. Um, and I think we are 
finding that they they are consistently funny. Um, you know, there's there's not been a dud episode yet. No. Um, I should point out. So, uh, episode four, uh, titled "They Shoot Hammers, Don't They?" Which um, there's a lot a lot of the um, episode names are sort of parodies of you know other movies or other things. And uh, because I'd heard of this film but i've never actually seen it but it's a parody of uh they shoot horses don't they uh starring jane fonda um okay. so yeah there you go i don't think it has bears any relation in terms of the content that's in this particular episode to that film because that's about a, um it, it's um a film i think it's it's a western film and and it's all set in the depression the great depression about a dance marathon <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it diverges slightly it's de- yeah. definitely nothing to do with uh, this particular episode whereas episode three was titled witless which was based upon uh, the movie witness and shared a lot of themes from that film so uh, but anyway there you go um so yeah originally released in america anyway on the 17th of october uh, 1986 oh so a few days ago from point of recording i guess um at the moment uh but also released in the uk on the 21st of february 1988 and i seem (laughs) to remember the last episode that we talked about episode three was released on the 14th of february so they were doing them on a weekly basis by the the looks of it um and yeah do you want to just give a general overview before we start actually getting into it of what's the sort of plot uh, of this particular episode revenge yes there you go, there you, go. <laughs> you can't get much shorter than that i was hoping you'd do a bit longer because i wouldn't need a fucking drink but never mind carry okay, on okay 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 uh hammer's life is in trouble when a dark figure from his past threatens his very existence and hammer must confront his inner turmoil and self-doubt for the first time i like that did you just come up with that off the top of your head or did you read yes it? Seriously? No. Yeah, no. of course I did. Bloody hell, as if I'm going to write my... Just in case I need it, a mini synopsis. No. Did you or didn't you? I still don't know. <laughs> no, I no, I haven't written it down. And All I've got in front of me is your mug. Not, oh. your, not your drinking mug, I mean your face. Wow. So that that's actually... You you did that. That's very good. You, you could be a, a, a synopsis writer doing that. That's... that's... <laughs> is that that a job well it should be um you'd be very good at it but anyway so um yeah uh we're not going to go into the cast and and crew uh and you know you it's you have three main characters you've got sledge inspector sledgehammer detective dory darrow who is is his partner uh and you've got captain trunk who is the shouty captain and then you tend to have like you know guest appearances and and whatever um So, shall we uh, get into it then? Yes. Um, So, oh, should ask as well. Now, I'm going to totally let you down. I'll let you down the last episode because normally I write these down, you know, my notes down by hand. Oh, let me guess, you've done them in Braille this time just to show off. (laughs) I I I typed them up on a laptop again. As I was watching it, I I was a bit short for time, so I just, I went for it. uh, so yeah, I bought. I have actually invested because um, people regularly listeners will know. I had a, a shitty free version called WordPad or Word Pro, uh, which I was just using. But and it didn't tell you how many words there were. But um, it's two electronic pages, uh, if you want, and 817 words. Okay, I mean it's fine that you've you've left me behind. I mean, not like it was. You know, one of the favourite parts of the show was flapping paper and comparing notes. I know. I mean, I, I mean, the fact that you used to write a different size notepad never helped just to be difficult. And now you're being difficult by moving into the world of technology. I know it's 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 easier for me to type and watch as it opposed to write and watch. Uh, I can do it quicker, but I, and I, I will go back to it and I will. I promise, because I like doing that as well. I like flapping paper. I could have lied to you. I could have lied to you, but I, I don't want to lie. You know, that's not that's not the good, a good a good way to base a relationship on is it no no that's very true i've got three and a half pages of a4 i haven't got a word count because my paper book of writing (laughs) notebook there you go uh doesn't contain a word count feature either 
Oh, well, just uh, as, as far as a general note, because this is the fourth, fourth episode, so we're starting mm-hmm. to get into it a bit more. But is that, I can't remember, but uh, on average, is that sort of a, you know, roughly how many pages you write? Let me go back to the last one. One, two, three and a half. Yeah, three and a half of the last one. Yeah. So, uh, let me find number. That's Karate Kid. I love that you've got that you keep them all in the same book. It's it's like you know something that you could hand down to your, you know your children. <laughs> okay, that's that's Stone Cold. That's hang on, when did we do? That's where I've just been. Must be before that. That's Karate Part Two. Where the fuck is Sledgehammer? Uh, there we go. No, that's still Karate Part Two. Come on, Sledgehammer. Where the fuck are you? There's a golden child. That's a wall. Where is it? It's I'm your, confused have you got, now. I've got a notepad for your TV shows and a notepad for your movies. No, that's Spaceballs, Rawhead Rex. Ooh, we've definitely done one before, after those. Yeah. Crikey Pot. Where the... F- Don't tell me I haven't put a header. Oh, who's that? Aha, Sledgehammer Pilot. Right, one... Two. Ooh, only two and a half of the pilot. Oh, ah, Sledgehammer episode two. Right, if you did two of those in a row, that'd be why. One, two, two and a half. So it's actually gone up by a page. Gone two and a half, two and a half, three and a half, three and a half. Brilliant. Awesome. <sighs> well, there you go. <laughs> There's an entertaining five minutes for you. Mr. <laughs> um, Adam counts bits of paper. Woo. It's great. I know. I like it. I like it. So, uh, yes. So this episode opens up with. Um, a target range, um, something that I've always wanted to do. You know, you yeah, see them I'd often. I'd like to have a go. Oh, it'd be amazing. It's, you see them generally in American cop shows. I mean, the, the one that springs to mind is um, from Magnum Force with Dirty Harry, who Sledgehammer's kind of based upon. Um, and, and, you know, it, you get the opportunity to walk around a range, don't you? And yeah. the, the, the baddies pop out. Then the goodies pop out and you have to, you know, be quick and shoot the baddies. And, and oh, I'd love something to do something like that. It'd be amazing. Um, yeah, closest you get over here is like one of those little uh, air rifle. Metal pingy things at a pikey fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, sometimes they have those ones where. Uh, there's like an uh, it's usually set like a cowboy or a western setting. Oh yeah, they can shoot but, the little targets and they yeah. spray water at you or they yes. do different things. Yeah. I used to love them. Yeah, I was so easily pleased. Anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, <clears throat> uh, so Trunk is is doing this and he is. You know, perfect at it you know he's shooting all yeah. the bad guys he's he's what is he doing like in 28 seconds or something like that he's really yeah. quick first time we've seen trunk do anything remotely useful or yeah. peace like even yeah uh so, you know um so he's great he goes back to the, the you know where all the the people are monitoring it and sledge is there watching him uh Dero isn't there uh is she but no, no you find out why yeah, you find it. Oh, well. yes. Yes, you do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so then, um, you know, he's having a conversation with Hammer and then yeah, goading him a little bit, isn't he? Yeah. He thinks he's got this in the bag, does old Trunky Trunk. I th- think their relationship, although n- not face to face, but you see it develops a bit more in this particular episode. Yeah. Um, it, you got hints of it in, I think it was episode two, where Sledgehammer goes into a, a, a bomb, uh, you know, to defuse a bomb in a clock shop. Yeah. And you kind of get a little hint that although he Hammer drives him mad and he drives him at the wall, and he's constantly shouting at him and he's doing things that he shouldn't be doing, like shooting people or whatever, um, that actually he's got a bit of a soft spot for him. Uh, I think there's kind of a, a begrudging respect yes. that, that is getting a bit warmer, but it's, ne- you know, it's never going to be like your father and son type thing. It's always going to be yeah, well, maybe father and irritating bastard. 
yeah so but they have a little conversation one of the things i quite liked about it was uh sledge says uh oh i was born with a gun in my hand which is probably explains why i couldn't get a babysitter yeah um <laughs> <laughs> which is cool um but then he sort of he attaches something to his gun yeah which, he gets his gun out and everyone scarpers don't they as as is the case you know we've seen happen before you know where he he either reaches into his pocket which people think he's going to go for his gun or he does actually go for his gun, but everybody just their natural reaction is to just run and hide, isn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, so he tra- he attaches this thing to his gun, and Trunk asks him, you know, is that some kind of silencer or something? Uh, and he goes, no, it's actually my own invention. It's a loudner. Uh, <laughs> I knew that was coming, but I, I knew as soon as, he, as soon as he looked at it, it goes silencer. It's gonna, no, it's going to be something that makes it louder. And he said, loud. Yeah. Still made me chuckle. Yes, I don't know why, but it was it was really obvious. But I guess I'm that kind of puerile person. I just found the loudener, just found it ridiculously hilarious. Yeah, um, and then he's doing the, t- the the course, and you know, again, you could see it coming, I guess. But instead of taking his time and just shooting the bad guys, he's just killing everything, isn't he? <laughs> it, yeah, it's, and it's not making a little bullet hole in the middle of the target; it's blowing a fucking great chunk out of them. <laughs> Yeah, um, and as he's walking away from you know the the sort of I suppose the 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 splintered wood of the things that he's been shooting, uh, the whole set falls over behind him. Yeah. Uh, so he's destroyed it basically. Um, and Trunk tells him off, but not shouts at him. Um, Trunk doesn't like sort of shout his head off. He just you know he's supposed to shoot the the bad guys, um, and you know. But he uh, it's announced that he actually wins by. Yeah. And it, it takes two seconds off the all-time record or something or is it he takes there was he two no he was still two seconds away from the all-time record isn't ah it? right okay there you go um so yeah and then you know uh they, they go back to the precinct and the this hammer is kind of um you know goading trunk a little bit at that point isn't he he's, he's yeah. you know um what's the word i'm looking for uh, he's he's lording it over him that he beat him, uh, and he, you know he's saying nobody uh, alive is faster with a gun. Um, but he also explains that his dad was a sharpshooter, which is kind yeah. of where he got his fascination with guns. Um, and you know, but and I I really like this because at the same time, all hammer. He, d- he does the he has these moments where he, he's kind of like he's making a serious point or he's trying to make a serious point. But then he just acts like a total kid because um, he says, you know, oh, my father taught me that a, we- a gun can be a dangerous weapon. But in the right hands, it can be a wonderful source of entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, and then he starts like kind of shooting with his fingers and stuff, doesn't he? And so yeah. Trump tells him off. I like that. I like that, you know, he kind of. You know, he, he tries to be serious, but then there's something, you know. Yeah, we didn't get a full-blown trunk hammer, but we did get two mid-range hammers while uh, while Sledge was um, just reminiscing and being a bit of a dick. Yeah. Um, uh, but then Trunk drops in uh, that... So they're kind of like um, having a bit of banter with each other at this point, yeah. or, or Trunk sticking the knife in where he, he knows that it will upset him. It's the first he... real time, isn't it, that it's almost like back-and-forth banter. Like properly, usually it's Trunk shouting at Hammer, and Hammer more or less ignoring him, mm-hmm. and Trunk just getting more annoyed. It's the first time where they actually have that little bit of bite between both of them, and yeah, and then Trunk actually comes in there with saying, you know, you might be good, but you've not broken the department. You're not the department champion yet because the department record still stands. Yes. Uh, and it's a man called John Cogan. Yes. Uh, Which who... I wrote down originally as John Cokehead. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what he said. Awesome. Mm. Uh, but uh, Hammer hates the sound of his name, um, yeah. which is why Trunk brought it up. And then he's chuckling away to himself as he walks into his office, uh, which again shows a sort of uh, another side to um, to Trunk, I guess. Uh, but then you, you find out why DeRoe hasn't been... Uh, available because she walks in and the camera pans from her feet up to her head um and she's in like a well a a dress that's not covering a great deal is it yeah like a gold it's more like a gold tube yes with a hole in the front it's uh yeah not doing the best job of being a dress yeah uh she explains she's been posing undercover as a call girl um 
and uh you know uh, but then she tells and they have a bit of a joke about oh you can't get much more under cover than that um uh, and, and she says that um she's heard that somebody's going to be breaking out of prison um but she's got a snitch who is willing to give information uh, about the prison break and who is there to try and kill hammer because that's kind of the, the you know what's going to happen which you know in some ways i mean the plot of this one is a little bit similar to the uh third episode isn't it in as much as that somebody wants to kill hammer essentially yeah. you know it's a little bit, little bit more personal it's a bit more personal yeah rather than just sort of like you know random people trying to kill him because he's <laughs> dropping grenades through the roof <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, sticks of dynamite or uh throwing knives at him in in the street and yeah you know, stuff like that um so anyway i I have to say now, and we'll describe it in a bit of detail, but I love this skit. I love this yeah. whole next section because the um, Darrow says you've got to take go to this hotel and go to the payphone at the far right end of the, you know, the, the, where all, they're all situated. Um, and Hammer's there and the phone rings and you discover it's actually a, for a disabled person because it's lower to the ground than all of yes. the others. So he has to bend over like double to... to to answer it yeah a little um, bit of physical comedy yeah uh, and then the the guy at the other end of the phone says you know uh, you've got to stay in, inconspicuous i don't want to be seen um but it turns out that the snitch is at the other end of the bank of phones yeah it's <laughs> so, like four phones away from him yes um no it's daft it is but i i just thought it's it's a great piece of, sort of physical comedy the way it all develops and yeah. and the way that they pull it off um he says he wants five thousand dollars for the information um and they pass it why do they pass a book to each other i don't understand i didn't quite catch that because no, the, st- the, the snitch drops know. no i think the snitch drops a book and they kick it to each other and then sledge picks it up looks at it kicks it back to him i wasn't quite sure why no i'm I- I have to admit, I I missed that as well. But yeah, every time Snitch looks Snitch Sledge looks over at the Snitch, the Snitch shouts at him down the phone to you know turn around and carry on being yeah. incon- inconspicuous. Look at me. Um, yeah. So Hammer doesn't have that kind of money, uh, so he needs to check it out with Trunk. So he 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 gets he goes to the phone next to him, puts some money in, and goes to call the police station. Uh, finds out the Trunk is out of the office. Um, and they say, oh, he, he's actually gone to a restaurant, um, you know. So he goes to the next phone. So essentially he's getting closer to the snitch. Um, yeah. And then they're kind of like, you know, he's snitch is saying, what are you doing? He says, look, I've got to phone him from, you know, and he says, don't look at me. So well, that's the, thing. the snitch shouts down the phone. What's taking so long, which means Sledge has to go back to the first phone to pick up the phone to talk to the snitch who's only three foot away from him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he calls the restaurant and, uh, but he, as he goes to do that, the third phone he picks up, he's out of order. So <laughs> <laughs> the only phone available is next to the snitch now. So they're standing like back to back. Um, then the station call him back. And so, so you can hear their voice on the other end of the phone. So he goes back to the first or the second phone. Uh, and they say that, Oh, they think he's just coming back into the office. Um, but, or he might've gone home. So then he calls trunk at who at his home phone number next standing next to the snitch and you think it trunks answered but it turns out that it's an answer machine uh, yeah. message uh, and it's it's the message goes along the lines of you know i'm not home at the moment um, please call back later uh, unless this is you hammer and then never call me again yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> And then the the snitch phones again, saying, what's going on? So he runs back to the snitch phone. Then the police phone um, rings again, saying, oh, he's just come back in. And Trunk is on the other end of the line. And he says, look, I need $5,000 to be able to get this information. Trunk won't give him the money. Um, and then he goes back to the original phone. And the message then says, sorry, you need to deposit some more money before you can yeah. carry on with this call. And Sledgehammer basically lose it doesn't he and rips yeah. the whole phone off the wall <laughs> uh and then grabs a snitch doesn't he yeah and threatens him pretty much yeah said he hasn't got the money um so this yeah so, so the snitch isn't interested he off sledge offers the snitch two grand rather than the five but he, and he does agree and he says when when is this going to happen when when's he breaking out of prison and he looks at his watch and says oh now <laughs> yeah 
Well, just um, about now. Uh, and then the camera cuts to a desert with a bus and uh, it says somewhere in the desert right now, um, yes. just to underpin what the snitch was saying. And uh, there's a woman who's wearing like hot pants, very short shorts, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, short denim shorts. I must shorts. have been feeling moody because I wrote slut. Well, yeah, um, she's she's got very big hair as well, hasn't she? Um, yes. And uh, <clears throat> it's weird because like the bus it almost looks like it's speeding up to hit her. Um, <laughs> it does actually, yeah. Um, but then it sort of slows down or it stops right in front of her. The guard opens the door and he, he makes a comment. He says, oh, you know, where, where are you going, long legs? Um, and she knocks him out by hitting him with the end of a gun, which yeah. we established in the last episode doesn't work when Sledgehammer does it because he hit a bodyguard, didn't he, or a hitman. Yeah, you see, it doesn't work on Italians. Ah, okay. Uh, so she knocks him out. She goes to the back of the bus because... in. It's weird. There's nobody sitting on this bus. No. Like the, the, all the seats are empty, and yet for some reason they've got him chained up with his arms up in the air, standing yeah. up, like a prisoned Jesus. Which is like a bit a, odd. Yeah, that is a bit weird. Yeah, why would they use a bus for one prisoner? Um, and you could just attach him to a moped. Yeah. Um, but so then she lets him free. Um. He goes to the guard. Uh, you think something might happen, like they might kiss or embrace or whatever, and because he calls her over. Um, but then he ends up kicking her off the bus, doesn't he? Yeah. And just getting rid of her. Um, uh, and she complains that, you know, oh, it's over 100 degrees out here. And he says, yeah, but it's a dry heat or something like that. Um, and then off he drives and leaves her on the, you know, the floor with the, the prison officer yeah. or driver. Um Actually, Hammer... leaving her right in the ship because drive driver's going to wake up at some point, and if she yeah. stays there, because there's nowhere to go, because they're in the middle of nowhere, how did she get there? Anyway, that doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> then, yeah, she, the only person she's going to be with is a person who she just assaulted. Yes, she's in well deep shit. She's in deep shit. Yes, uh, yeah, but poor he... old slut. He doesn't. He's just focused on his revenge, I think, at this point, yeah. isn't he? Uh, so, yeah, Hammer walks into the station and, uh, you know, DeRoe says that the prisoners escaped. Uh, uh, and But as it turns out, this has happened relatively quickly. A reporter is inter interviewing the prisoner on TV. <laughs> yeah, he's on the bus. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, and then Hammer has this kind of look of recognition, you know, on his face. Uh, and so... The, the prisoner rips the microphone out of his, the report's hand. You know, he says, oh, he's going to tear the city apart until Hammer joins him for a slow, uh, a slow, Joan, a, a, <laughs> <laughs> a slow dance, uh, a showdown, just like the old days. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he, he sort of screams something like, you know, let me kill you. And I promise I'll never do it again. Um, and then Hammer explains that it's John Cogan. Who is yes. the, the prisoner? It's all like, duh, duh, duh. Yeah, his best friend, he called him. Yeah. Uh, and so the thing is, like, Trunk is watching this in the background with Darrow, and Trunk explains to Darrow that they knew each other. And Hammer says, Yeah, they were, he was my best friend. But Trunk doesn't seem at all sort of, you know, surprised or shocked or by any of this, really, does he? Uh, no. No, uh, and he knows a bit more information that he doesn't let on until a little bit later in the episode as well about yeah. their about their history. So yeah, you know, just sort of you know, water off a duck's back for trunk for some reason. Yeah. Um. So now you know that John Cogan, based on the initial conversation that Trunk had with Hammer, is the fastest gun in the office or in the department. Um. And you know that now he wants to kill Sledgehammer. So and. It, that point it's an advert you know you, you yeah. can tell be yeah, like a fade to black um and, and, sorry unless you were me because i wrote down john cokehead at the start <laughs> i i may have thought john cokehead and john cogan were t still different people oh <laughs> <laughs> i i had another moment oh, i like that um so yeah and then um hammer is talking to trunk uh at this point and Trunk won't let him go and confront Kogan, will he? Um, no. 
Sledge wants to go one on one with him. Yeah, um, and you know because the the police department don't encourage their officers to go on you know revenge or vendettas or you know putting them in harm's way on purpose all that kind of stuff uh so hammer asks him to suspend him yeah um you know which has happened before we've established uh that you know yeah. it's not, not the first time that hammer's been suspended um well, he usually doesn't want to be and he just has been whereas this time he's actually asking to be suspended so he can essentially take it into his own hands yeah um but then uh, Trunk decides that the safest thing to do for him is to transfer him to personnel, yeah. um, which is essentially making him file stuff um, yeah. in his own office. Like there isn't a personnel department. Yeah. So I was going to say, when he says transfer, I was thinking, oh, we're going to see him in a different building. But that, that doesn't quite pan out. No. Um, and, you know, then Trunk kind of plays it down a little bit and says, you know, he's just one man on a bus. How much damage can he do? And then you got lots of stock footage of Kogan. Oh, he did say one thing, sorry, about Kogan before and Sledge. He said Kogan wanted to be an astronaut. He wanted to be the first man to kill someone in space. Oh, yeah. Or on yeah. the moon. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, it's like it's a mixture of, you know, Kogan screaming. You know, you, you don't actually see him driving the bus as such. But no. then you see cars blowing up. Then you see yeah. some black and white footage of uh, people running and screaming uh, and just general mayhem. He shoots a toy helicopter out the sky. Is it like a news reporter talking over it? Are they all this destruction? Then he says, yeah. John Kogan coming to a city near you soon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sort of like, you know, making out like it's an action film or whatever. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Hammer's doing filing uh, and then he, he can front trunk again to put him on suspension because uh Duro is talking to uh trunk saying you know he's he's done so much damage or he's causing all these problems and blah 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 and whatever um but trunk still won't have it so hammer starts smashing things up in his office yeah uh you know he's uh he's pushing him to suspend him but he just won't go for it yeah, uh smashes his trophy doesn't he yeah yeah then pushes all the stuff on his desk and he's just being a just like a like a young child but yeah yeah trunk keeps saying it won't work and he's right it does not work no <clears throat> but trunk he's trying his best to keep it all in but this is the first time that you actually hear him shout hammer you yeah. know uh and he, he goes something like there's nothing you can do that will make me suspend you and whatever um so he leaves and then all the other cops or a couple of the other cops are teasing sledge calling him a chicken um and Sledge says, you know, if I saw Kogan, I'd shoot him. But then he also says, I'd shoot you all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, if I, I didn't have so much filing to do, um, which I thought was quite funny. Um, and then Trunk calls Hammer to uh, do some more filing. He wants them on his desk, doesn't he? Yeah. Which is exactly where he puts them. Yes. And the cabinet. Yes. He picks <clears throat> the ca whole cabinet up. And smashes it on his desk. Now I'm not <clears throat> I'm not sure if that's supposed to happen. What happened? Because his desk basically collapses beneath him, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, you know, if if that was supposed to happen, then great, it worked well. But if not, then again, quite funny, I guess. Yeah, it uh, worked. Sorry, I was just having a drink. Uh, <clears throat> uh, <laughs> and then he finally gets his wish, and he gets suspended, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, and he walks off, um, but then Trunk lets it slip to Darrow because Darrow's like, "What's the problem? Are you worried that Hammer's going to kill um, Kogan?" And he goes, and and Trunk actually sounds like like he's got a normal voice, hasn't he? Uh, yeah. And he, you know, it's the opposite. He thinks that Kogan will kill Hammer, um, or he, he kind of knows that K Kogan will kill Hammer. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh and then you know hammer's on the phone to what are you guessing his reporter uh because he says oh, i'm gonna meet him at that sh you know a showdown tell him that you know um and he starts having a flashback doesn't he he does yeah so uh yeah and uh, it's of him and kogan as kids now uh, yes kid playing hammer <clears throat> yes is it the is it b -b 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 billy from the 90s version of it yes it is Hey. Well done, you. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, Jonathan Brandis. 
who I remember from um, Sequest um, DSV. I don't know if you used to watch that. Bloody hell, yeah. Uh, I did not know he was on. Was that the one with Roy Schneider? Yes. Yes. That was the one. Uh, the graphics were done on an Amiga. <laughs> <laughs> he was in 57 episodes of that. Um, so I'm just looking to see if he was anything else. But yeah, I recognised him as well. Um, what else was he in? Uh, he was in, I'm sure he was in something, one of the, uh, those Kung Fu movies with... Uh, Sidekicks, that was it. Yeah, we, I'll say with, with um, Chuck Norris. There you go. Was He's the, he was the other kid with Chuck Norris in that movie called Sidekicks. Oh, I've never seen it. Yeah, there you I go. Mean, I don't know. <laughs> there you are. Uh, but yes, that was him. Uh, he looks quite young in this. Um, so he's sort of like, you know, Sledge then comes to because Doreau, uh, you know, is calling out his name. So it could go back to you know now uh and he you know he looks rattled doesn't he first yeah, time I think you've first, ever seen yeah. him yeah, he genuinely looks worried and uh, that that's not happened no yeah not at all because normally he's he's so confident um that you know he he'll just walk into any situation and sort it out he you know uh but he generally looks rattled and she says oh are you okay you look like you're sweating um and she asks him what happened and he says well, it was a long story. Um, we were he partners. Go on, go on, you say <laughs> well, it. Well, we were partners and he went bad. Oh, it's not that long a story. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we get another flashback, don't we? Like a black and white flashback. Yeah. Of uh, him and Kogan in uniform. Um, and they're arresting somebody who, I don't know if they're like a lawyer or something. Or something. Yeah, I, I was assuming it's some mafia-based lawyer of some description or just a bastard, one of the two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and the, the uh, you know, this guy offers them a bribe. Sledge won't take it. Uh, Kogan seems interested. And, you know, he says, oh, you offering me 10 grand. Oh, that's ridiculous. And Kogan says something like, yeah, you're absolutely right, Sledge. Get, make it 12. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, you know, so he take he just happens to have a, an envelope with 12 grand in it. <laughs> Yeah, that's a very good point. And he didn't uh, count it, so maybe it was only ten grand. Maybe mm-hmm. it wasn't money at all. Maybe it was lollipops or yeah. something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh and so then, you know, the 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 guy runs off, but you know, and Sledge is like, I can't believe you did that and he says, Well, yeah, well watch this and he shoots the guy in the back, uh, which you don't see, but you assume he does off camera. Um, and then he starts sort of saying to Sledge, you know, oh, you're too perfect. And he points a gun at Sledge. Uh, uh, but And Sledge gets his gun out, points it at Kogan, but doesn't, doesn't fire. Doesn't fire, does yeah, yeah. Kind of, he, he, just get, yeah, he just gets stuck, doesn't he? Because he doesn't want to shoot his friend. And then he, uh, John runs away. Sledge looks a bit remorseful, then looks at his gun and says, it's just you and me now, partner. Yeah. So is that where he formed the love for his gun yeah is that or, or i'll get the feeling that he's always loved his gun but mm. this is possibly the first time that he actually ever talked to it yeah. um because i mean like dirty harry you know he always famously never sort of liked having partners because most of them ended up getting killed um you know so he liked to work alone so uh, you know i'm guessing that again this is i suppose where it all started for sledge in terms yeah. of you know him having that relationship with his gun um so yeah, then Darrow and Sledge go to a fun fair because that's he can sharpen his skills because he, yeah. it's quite it's the be likes the peace and quiet or something. Yeah, with loads of noisy fairground music in the background and lots of people running around. Yeah, uh, and he explains a little bit more about his dad. Uh, you know, when he died, he left him two things: uh, his name and his gun. Um, <laughs> now I read something, um, but I'd I'd never picked up on the episode. But um, is one of the episode is one of the um, conversations refers to his dad as being called Jack. So mm, really, Jack, yeah. But I missed that totally, so I don't know if that's yeah. true or not. It was uh, something I Jack read. Jack Hammer. Jack Hammer. There you go. But Sledge is a very weird first name. It is a bit, yeah. Mm. Um, so well, they go well, better, better than Claw. That's the only other thing I can think. Claw, claw Hammer. Claw Hammer, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of other... Rock Hammer. Uh, yeah. Um, no, I can't think of any. 
<laughs> you put me no, on the spot. There's a limited amount of hammers, let's be obvious. Unless there's a hammer specialist out there who wants to put us right. But, you know, I can't think of any more. Or Jan Hammer, who composed the theme to Miami Voice. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but then that's a real person, I guess. But anyway, um, so, yeah, S- Sledge meets uh, another sharpshooter. Um, he's an old chap, and he's called Dead-Eyed Dan. Yeah. Um, now, what was his thing? Um, because we were talking about like those old Western things where you shoot a puppet and it moves and sprays water on you. Is he supposed to be like a real life version of that? You have a competition with him. I'm assuming not with real bullets, but I, I didn't know because he is, he's essentially a fairground ride. Mm-hmm. So is it an air pistol, not an air pistol, a paintball gun you're supposed to, I don't know. I, I just couldn't figure out if you were supposed to do like a, uh, duel against dead-eyed dan what were you firing yeah i i'm not entirely certain about that because he even kind of comments doesn't he He says something like you know it's not much uh call for for me now because i think sharpshooters you know back when circuses were um a thing you know i suppose like the westerns and all that kind of stuff sharpshooters would have been quite popular wouldn't they because they'd have you know like it wasn't uh wild bill hickok a, a sharpshooter uh or you know sort of people like of that nature that you know they would have done tricks with their guns oh of course fuck it i'm i'm, I'm having a bad and me i'm sitting well, there thinking he's there so you can have a duel against him to see how slow you are when in reality no his thing was he would show you how good he was with a gun yeah i think that's oh, <laughs> jesus christ are you sure you're not cokehead um... <laughs> god knows what's happening oh god but yeah so um turns out that him and um sledge's dad were friends and sledge uh and he knew each other like he says oh i haven't seen you since you were a little kid um you know and and um sledge asks him about the death defying trick that his dad performed um and Darrow's kind of like interested at this point you know and uh you know said oh wow it's amazing and you know he's he says something like, yeah, he only performed it once. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which you, you kind of make out that he was basically that's what killed him. Um, but you still don't know what exactly, do you? No, because he whispers in his ear, doesn't he? As he as he's as he's teaching him like a, yeah. uh, an old Western Mr. Miyagi. But you don't get to hear what they say. No. Um, so, yeah. And, and he, you know, he, he, he doesn't want to teach him the trick initially. Um because of it killed his dad but then he agrees to do so and like you said it's whispered off camera so you're not entirely certain yeah it's like the end of lost in translation uh right yes yeah so you don't know exactly what they say um but yeah then they you go to uh it's like an it, it is like a, a wild west kind of showdown isn't it because it, it looks like an old um i was trying to think of the words what it was like an you know an old cowboy movie town yeah i I couldn't figure out because it's supposed to be somewhere where they played as kids and yeah you're right it looks like the set of a western sort of uh, yeah i couldn't figure out if it was a real place or a fake place or a what an abandoned place i wasn't sure Mm. Uh, and but you 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 know you can imagine that it's somewhere that there would have been gunfights and stuff like you know and people turn up with their horses and tying them up you know and all that kind of stuff um and then kogan turns up in his uh bus uh (laughs) i don't know why i just like the way that darrow and sledger in the in the foreground and then this bus appears in the background of this weird western town like some kind of shark from jaws like i don't know why (laughs) Some lurking terror, and it was just a big old fucking bus. Yeah, it's sort of uh, a bit like um, Maximum Overdrive, you know, and it's sort of like yeah. it's, it's, you know the, the the truck or the bus is is like this evil thing or whatever. Um, but I like what he says to Darrow because he yeah. says, uh, you know, if if I don't walk away from this, you got to promise to do me one thing, and you know, I think it's going to be something kind of like quite um, you know philosophical or poetic, or whatever. You'll tell Trunk I won't be in in the morning. <laughs> it's all up. Um, but then Kogan gets out the bus. He's dressed like Cobra. I mean, I don't know if you picked yeah. up on that. Yeah, you know, he's, yeah, dressed, yeah. he's dressed like Stallone in Cobra. Um, and then they just kind of like, you know, 
he's taunting Sledge, isn't he, really? Yeah. Um, and they start trading cliches, which I yes. love. Uh, you know, um, d- um, oh, Dirty Harry. Uh, Sledgehammer actually says, you know, go ahead, make my day. Um, and then Kogan says, you're the disease, I'm the cure. Uh, and Sledge goes, may the force be with you. <laughs> <laughs> Forget the cliches. Uh, which I, I thought was very good, um, but then you know, uh, you know, they get into it, all the tension and everything. Kogan draws first, and he shoots Sledge's gun out of his hand. Yeah, and Sledge gets really annoyed at this because you know he he doesn't mind himself getting hurt, but he doesn't want his gun to get shot. Yeah, he says you're supposed to shoot me, not the gun. Mm. And then he shoots the gun. Is it four more times? Yeah, on the as it's on the ground, you know, making it sort yeah. of bounce up and down and whatever. Says, and, hey, stop shooting me, gun! Which I've always thought when when that does happen in cowboy movies, um, you know, or they shoot the hat off somebody's head or whatever, and then they carry yeah. on shooting it. Well, particularly with a gun, it'd destroy it, wouldn't it? I know it's metal. You, no, but well, yeah, you'd think there'd be yeah, that gun would not be. You wouldn't be able to use it. There's there's going to be damage to that gun. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, then, you know, he says, OK, yeah, shoot me. Um, and Koga does. And, he, you know, yeah. you're thinking, oh, shit. I don't, what were you thinking at this point? Because, you, you know, like, <clears throat> well, you I, know, I, I was thinking the old metal chest plate scenario behind his shirt. I, th- okay. I thought that was the way they were going to go at first. Yeah. A, a but I was, I was thinking, oh, he's actually shot him. But yeah. Well, no, obviously he's not dead because there's another 40 episodes or 38 episodes of this in existence. I doubt... I doubt Sledge is going to be a ghost for the rest of the series. Yeah. Um, but then, uh, you know, Duro's understandably sh- a bit shocked or whatever. Uh, but then you see uh, Sledge, like, rising to get back to his feet. Uh, and But you realise that, and this is where it all, it all falls into place, the trick, you know, the thing that his dad died of and what the uh, uh, dead-eyed Dan was teaching him is to catch a bullet with his teeth or in his I teeth. Mean- I'll be honest, it's a risky manoeuvre, because how do you know Kogan was going to shoot him in the face? <laughs> yes. Um, and he sort of, Kogan at this point has a bit of a breakdown, doesn't he, really? Yeah, he does a really weird sort of moany scream thing. He doesn't say anything. He just kind of like he's standing there, yeah. and then he just kind of, he reminded me of the guy uh, who, or Emil out of Robocop, who melted, except he doesn't <laughs> melt. And he doesn't, you know, he doesn't go, I'm melting. You know, he just sort of like, he just goes, yeah. doesn't, you know, and, and sort of like, you know, he's still standing, but he raises his arms to the air, like it's a, to the sky. Yeah, it's like a, the, like that bit in the Shawshank Redemption, but less having just come out of a pipe full of poo. Yes, um, and during the day, so very different. Is it that was a bit odd? I have to, you yeah. know, it was kind of like because that was his last bullet as well. Like he comments, yeah, he, he did, he did make the point just before he shot shot Sledge. He did make the point saying, "I'm going to get you with my last bullet." Yeah, um, and then um, Duro is sort of talking to Sledge about, you know, you're going to go back to the precinct or whatever, and he says, "Yeah," uh, and and then you discover that. Um, Kogan is tied to the front of the bus. <laughs> yeah, which kind of ties in because in one of the other episodes, um, he'd driven, to, he'd, he'd arrested someone and tied them to the front of his car. Yes. Because someone says, who, who's that? Oh, it's my favourite hood ornament. So <laughs> apparently this is a common occurrence in the world of Sledge that he ties people to the front of vehicles. Mm. Um, which is quite cool. And then um, back in the office um, and Sledge again, Shows a bit of humility towards Trunk uh, because he comes in with his new trophy that he won at the start of the episode, and you know, doesn't he? He, go, he says to Trunk, "You know, you deserve this." Yeah. Uh, and Trunk then says, "Oh, thank you very much, Hammer." And then he decides, then proceeds to drop it on the floor and smashes into bits. Yeah. Um, and Hammer does that thing which he did. He did in the first uh, episode with Darrow, who beat somebody up because he's kind of you're thinking he's gonna say something like again like quite serious because he goes oh that was completely unnecessary and i loved it you know um you know the way it kind of blew up and smashed on the floor and all that kind of stuff um and then that's it kind of finishes on a smiling sledgehammer which i quite like 
Um, now, the one thing I noticed about this, which I've only, I say only really as we've been talking about it, is that they traded a number of cliches from other films, but he doesn't actually say his own catchphrase in this film. Shit, in this episode. right. No, he doesn't, does he at all? He never says, um, trust me, I know what I'm doing, which is his catchphrase, which yeah. is, say. Um, so there you go. Maybe that's because he was thrown off by the whole situation. Could have been, could have been. Mm. So I've watched this twice in the last couple of days. First time round, just because I wanted to watch it and enjoy it. Uh, second time round to make notes and whatever. Uh, what did you think? Now, I didn't think it was the funniest episode, no. gag wise. Although I thought the the whole the whole skit with the phones was done really, really, really well. That was really funny. So from that point, yeah, I thought it probably. Had had the least jokes in comparison to previous episodes but i think i don't want to call it complex but it had the most plot and i think that it, it had a bit more character growth in this one where you could see you know that say uh trunk and sledge's relationship isn't just one dimensional where trunk just shouts at him and sledge just ignores him so it gave, gave that a bit more depth you got a bit more depth to sledge's character with him being worried you got a bit of backstory about his family so I thought it was a deeper episode, but not not the funniest that we've seen. Mm. So yeah. if if I'm going to judge it, I'll just tell you now. If I'm going to judge it on that, I've got no problem with that because it wasn't it wasn't an episode trying to be hilarious the whole way through, and then just failing to land anything. It landed it landed where it needed to land, but had had a bit of a bit of a character growth on it, which I'm hoping will. You know, manifest its. I'm I'm glad to see that because it, it gives me hope that as we go through the series, there will be, you know, a bit of growth in the characters. They're not just going to remain as they are now forever necessarily. So mm. yeah, so I'm I'm happy to carry on personally. So I think I'm of a similar um, thoughts to you. Now I remember watching this episode um, when I was younger. So you know, I remembered various bits of it i remember the the plot of it but i i must admit there were some things that i couldn't remember particularly until though you know the particularly the phone skit scene um but then when it happened i was like yeah okay i remember this um but it still made me laugh you know and there's there's though i think we've said it before about some of the episodes like there's the dialogue in there that's quite sharp which mixes mm. it with the uh the, i suppose the more obvious jokes um but uh yeah i think it was around the flashback scenes and everything that it's i didn't really laugh or chuckle that much because no. you, you know it, like you said it's it's exposing a bit more about him as a character as a person you know it's a bit more of a personal thing with his uh you know growing up with the friend who then betrayed him and all that kind of stuff so whilst it did have funny moments I don't think it was as funny as some of the other episodes, but I'm with you. I'm glad that it did expand a little bit on Trunk and the relationship that Trunk has with Hammer. Uh, that although, like I said, he there are times where he drives him mad, uh, you know, but he actually does care for him as yeah, well. Yeah, when he says he's worried that Co that uh, Kogan's going to kill Hammer, you know, yeah, that just shows it's as irritating as Sledge is to him. He gives a task because he's probably going to be one of his one of his best at the end of the day yeah um so i like that um i think i think because darrow wasn't in the last episode much was she and no. although she's in this yeah. one she's not been overly you don't know a great deal about her at this point do you you know no this... she's not really been used i mean i think we said last time that after the pilot i thought it was going to be there'd be quite a lot of it. it's going to be about sledge and Darrow, but Darrow is just so far really just turned up as an as a as a side character every now and then considering they're supposed to be partners they don't seem to do much as partners no really the most they got in this one was going to the fair together yeah but they've never they've never really worked a case together as of yet yeah as so much I'm hoping that that develops a bit more as mm. things go on. Um, I take it by, I think I picked up on that you, you do want to carry on with the next episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah, more than happy to. Fantastic. So, yes, that's really good then. So, um, an interesting episode. Like I said, mm. some funny stuff in there. Um, some good stuff about, you know, Sledge uh, and his childhood and everything. And the, the relationship with Trunk. But not the funniest that we've watched so far, I don't think. No. That's Agreed. Best. 
there we go cool awesome well there you are um i'm glad we're carrying on with sledgehammer because i am enjoying it overall i think it's really good uh really funny um but we will be back next time with episode five of sledgehammer um as i said you know we could end up watching all 41 you know there's no guarantee of this or at some point we might decide to turn around and say no we'll, we'll watch something else now but there you go uh cool right well go to um let me make sure i get this right 60mw.co.uk <laughs> sorry i had a little burp in my throat then which i had to get rid of um 60mw.co.uk which is the website which has all the links to everything which has got all the podcasts that we do uh all the news items all the reviews um everything you know there's there's um links that you can buy stuff through amazon there uh there's links that you get discount for uh buying t-shirts for gaming t-shirts from insert insert coin uh go to cd keys as well uh you can buy stuff uh, through them which helps out the website and um you know all the other bits and pieces uh you can go to 60 mw podcast at twitter or on twitter i should say for for the, the all the twitter stuff um i'm at dastardly jabby where are you i'm kind of at eight mutterings you can bathe in my non-activity yes that's good um uh, but there you go. That was awesome. That was uh, episode four of Sledgehammer. Uh, on to episode five. I wonder what's coming next. Um, but anyway, we will see you next time. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, take it easy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>